It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, I tried to What's up? I tried to orchestrate it because we're actually we can see each other this week, but uh, it still didn't it still didn't work perfectly. Not not quite. I tried. Welcome in episode number four eighteen of Jobbing Out, boys. Four eighteen. I would say don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Four eighteen. Four eighteen. Feels like a title reign of some kind. Okay. But okay, uh, Brandon, what does it feel like to you? Four eighteen. Give us a hint. Is it like a time, a number of days, a number of hours? It's uh, it's not. It's not a time. It's not a number of days. It's not a number oh. of hours. Hmm. Four eighteen. You guys are really. I'm not. I'm just. You're gonna be disappointed because like you're gonna spend this much time on. It. Oh, is it a wait? Yes, it's a wait. Of course, okay. it's a wait. <laughs> okay, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, joining us later on in the program. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Way to go. Ass- you way asshole. To, way to go. I literally even set this up two weeks ago at the start of the show when we were supposed. Oh, I mean, I don't want to dog him out. Um, <laughs> we're having we're having Puff on the show this week. I'm very excited about that. Uh, I've been in touch with Puff for the last couple of weeks. You've seen him a lot on AEW of late. Um, and he's awesome. Puff is awesome. And he's on the show this week, and we were hoping to do it two weeks ago. We'd set it all up, and then it just didn't work out two weeks ago. But I said at the beginning of the show, I was unprepared for the number because I had a number planned, but uh. it no longer made sense for that show. So there was foreshadowing You're it back. there. I'm bringing gotcha. it back. Yes, the number is 418, which is uh, what, uh, what Puff is listed as. At 418. Looking forward to that. Uh, we've actually already had that conversation. He was awesome. I'm um, looking forward to chatting with him later on in the program. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. He's Brandon. Uh, boys, yes, we had a pay-per-view this weekend, Night of the Clash of the the, the Living Dead or whatever the fuck it was called. Um, I, I'm going to do my best here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try to say this, and I, and I need you to know that I actually mean this when I say this. I understand why people are probably flaming about how the main event went. I completely understand it. Wait, which, what's the main No, not, not the Roman Reigns. Play. Sorry, sorry, not the Roman Reigns match. Okay. The, oh. the Randy Orton, that's not, gotcha. it wasn't the main event. I am actually not going to join them. I'm going to give the, I, I, look, I understand. There is no world in which these gentlemen... <laughs> needed to get heat back that world does not exist it's it's it should never be a thought that occurs i am going to say i'm capable of separating myself from it being dumb booking and saying it was fun and it was silly and sometimes in professional wrestling it's okay for things to be fun and silly in a non-offensive way and coming out of it knowing we're doing it again while it's insane that we're dragging it on as long as we have, I will, I, I will say, if this was ever going to be something you were going to do, 
Probably better that you would have done it at SummerSlam and then moved on from it instead of dragging it out longer. But I am not as offended as I think everybody else is by it because I do think there's a place for silly and fun in the world of professional wrestling. Here's my problem with it, and and it kind of builds off of what you said. If this was silly and fun and we were moving on from it, I think it would be less problematic. The problem is now there's a very reasonable, you know, you, you can very reasonably say that Randy Orton gained sympathy in that, and he gained sympathy going into another match, I, which is problematic I, for the feud. I saw you tweeting about that on Sunday night when I wasn't watching the show because or when because I was watching football. Um, I actually disagree with you. Um, like you, you are you, you, t- you going to take the side of like because he beat those guys? That's up. the thing. Like these guys had the right to be mad at him, and he did super shitty things to all of them. And while I don't know that it helps Drew, like I'll give you, I'll give you that yes, part. Like, I don't. That, that's the thing. Like I, I think it makes Drew in in this case where we've been talking about how hard it's been. Like he's been teetering there a little bit. But I think but it he's makes not, him look worse. I think what you're talking about is you're. It's teetering. I don't think he's teetering between face and heel. No, 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 not just just overall support. And 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 that like I think we've been past that for a month or so. So I it doesn't really impact me now. Like we've been dealing with that for some time. This this doesn't this isn't the thing that made that occur. Um I don't think it makes Randy Orton more of a face. I don't think it makes him in, in any way more of a face. Um, uh, uh, and I th- here's here's my problem. I it's not necessarily just the fact that you okay, the, I mean it, I have a, actually a couple problems with this. Problem number 1 is it just doesn't make any sense because why is this the moment that like this was all i mean i guess part of it's a pivot right like all of these things all these people were beat up in the path of edge right or or because of edge like drew mcintyre came to avenge them later or whatever like he got thrown in later but all of this was part of the edge story particularly christian and you know and um so that's one thing that was really but like felt weird that that they were kind of wrapping this up before we get back to edge, which I know is an issue and I know is going to take a long time and all that. That's one thing. The other thing is I think the way, like if they would have done this in a way that didn't make it look like he had to, like that, that he could only win with them helping him because that was the way that was booked. Like it was like he was about to win and then they intervened. Like if it was just done in a way where they were doing stuff, but like it didn't make Drew look like he needed them to do right. that, it, I have less of an issue. So, That's so I and I think that the problem is you're serving two masters there because yeah, does it make Drew look weaker? Maybe, but at the same time, you had to do something to warrant why there would be another match. Because the truth is that Drew's railroaded Randy Orton as far as the matches are concerned. So. How do you justify there being another match between the two of them if you can't make that argument, which is, without these guys, I would have won? Um, Well, first of of all, you do it by having Randy win, which I think we'd all agree with, and that's the easiest way. I would have preferred Randy to win. I don't disagree with that. And again, I'm sort of doing the- It's a classic overthinking, because you don't need to pin Drew. You could have had Randy Orton do something a little dastardly, get him into the ambulance- and then you just switch the title back at Hell in a Cell if you really want Drew McIntyre to have the title forever. If you have Randy Orton win the next match, I don't know what we just did. 
Like, I have oh, no idea have, what we did. Why? I mean, you have to have Randy Orton win the next match. Like, why are you well, doing this? Why wouldn't this he three just times? win now? Like, yeah. like, it doesn't make any sense. But why? I mean, like, again, the the answer being they've got nothing else right now. Like, no, that's, but he could win two in a row then. Like, I just don't understand. If he's eventually winning, why did he have to lose this one? Because Drew won the first because one. Because they decided they wanted to do this silly stuff and have Ric Flair and, and, and Christian well, well, show right. up and, and, then, and then bring them out on Monday night. And again, I, it does nothing for me. But I accept the fact that that has a place in professional wrestling. Like it's it, fine. It's just it's not a heel story to tell that I need another match with a cage because other people intervened last time. That is not a heel story. I I that that specific part of it is not. But being sadistic and going in with a chair and taking out beloved professional wrestling well, that's figures the next day that that is a heel yeah. story to tell. Yeah. And sure. they have plenty of time to tell a heel story between now between now and Hell in a Cell. And don't get me wrong. Like I'm not. I'm not trying to tell you I think this is brilliant. I'm not trying to tell you that I think this is the greatest storytelling or that this is the greatest story. Like, I'm not trying to say that. I'm saying that I'm. there are things in professional wrestling that to me are offensive. Like, it's offensive how it's bad you offensive. get It's not offensive. It's just This bad. isn't offensive yeah, to me. Yeah. And in a weird way, I I found myself saying, okay, it's it's night of the fucking living classing champions <laughs> dead. Like, it's it's a silly, dumb pay-per-view where they threw in um, this this kind of over-the-top thing that a certain percentage of professional wrestling fans probably really enjoyed. And I can't be mad about that. I, I just can't. Um, I, I would compare it to the way that I'm saying I'm way more offended by like the thing that happened with Cody last week than I am by how badly they've gotten the MJF Moxley thing screwed up. But I've said that because I can still see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can still see you getting back to that at some point. And now if you don't, then I'll be really super mad about it and offended. I can still see the light at the tunnel here, which is you had to get the belt off of Drew McIntyre. And you're going to. What difference does it make if you do that at Night of the Clash of the Champions or at Hell in a Cell? Why does it matter if it happens at one or the other? But what if what if he do, what if they don't do that? Then I'll flip I'll flip out yeah. then. Like I'll I'll reserve the feeling <laughs> that I have now. Or the feeling it's the that same you're talking thing about. I said last week. I'm not convinced now. I, I, I wasn't convinced then. I'm even further less convinced that they're going to actually take the title off of him. Oh, I mean, I've I, heard a we, lot of interviews to, and things to suggest about that. We yeah, talked about yeah. that last week. I absolutely right. can always be convinced that they just say, "Fuck it, leave the belt on Drew." And if that's the case, I'll I'll flame about it when it happens. The right thing to do is the right thing to do, and I can't lose my mind about the fact that you're waiting if you wait for it a month. Like, if they're not doing Drew Retribution, which, like, who fucking knows where that lies? I know people had COVID, and that, that's yeah, I mean, part that's, of why they weren't we around. Don't, we don't yeah. know where it lies. Right, right, exactly. So if they're not doing that, you don't think they want Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre in the stupid fucking who cares Survivor Series match? Because they 100% do. I mean, you could make the case that Roman Orton would be better, bigger. Yeah, well, no, have... not not if it's heel heel. That that's the tricky part. Well, about that. that's what I'm saying. But but, would... but then but then you have a situation where, like, I don't know that they want because who who wins that match? I think that's a really tricky match for them. Not to with on. the fiend looming around out there. Well, sure. Then and then if you're just going to say, but I, I kind of want to go back to the match itself, and I think there was a way to do this. That made it to, to me, it was just simply it was lazy. You even had the next day, Shawn Michaels come out and say, Well, we came out because we felt we had to even the odds. There were no odds being even there. <laughs> like Rand, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre were word, did he? I, I think he said even I think the he odds. He just meant he, he wanted to get the revenge. I don't he, think he, he meant yeah, like, but he said even the odds. Uh, and like, there's a way to do it where let's say at some point in the match, Randy Orton decides he's not trying to win the match, he's trying to 
end Drew McIntyre's career. He's being particularly sadistic. Then you have those guys come out and, and you, you know, you have them prevent what happened to them. I think there's an argument there that, okay, that made sense. It just was done really poorly where it was simply every time Randy Orton legitimately got an advantage, somebody came out and screwed him over. I mean, I, like I, that gripe, I can't really ar- argue with. Like that's a fair gripe and they could have done more, but I don't know. It still isn't offensive to me. It's We're, it's we're also back to the place where people kicking people in the head doesn't matter anymore. Well, yes, <laughs> that's, that's true. Um, I don't know. It just it it didn't offend me. It just left me with like a okay. This was part of the wrestling show that I watched, and there are lots of things that are parts of the wrestling show that I watch, and not everything has to be. You know, it's the same way that I like when I talk about our truth. It's not a it's not a bit to me. It's a beloved part of my my wrestling viewing. Like when I watch a wrestling show, I want there to be different things and. I want there to be, um, it's like when I watch a late night, I don't watch late night shows anymore because they suck, but when I used to watch David Letterman, <laughs> I wanted an interview and I wanted a monologue and I wanted a musical guest and I wanted, like, I want all of these things. I want different things in the course of watching professional wrestling and there's room for fun. There's room for just saying, this is sort of silly. There's no real reason for us to do it, but we did it anyway. It doesn't screw up much today. Today it doesn't screw up much and we move on. On the flip side, um, the other the thing that was the main event was absolutely outstanding, was unbelievably good, was as good as just about any major match that WWE has done in some time. Yeah, and it, it's why, you know, it, it makes it, the previous match look a lot worse because this was very clearly meticulously planned out moment by moment to get the exact reaction they wanted. And, and it goes back to, you know, you, you were saying last week how retribution is whatever because it's not like they're giving us anything better. This shows that WWE is still capable of giving us exactly what we want in exactly the perfect way and manipulate our emotions so well. And it's almost frustrating that they can't give it to us in anywhere else. Well, well but, I, I, but I will say, also historically, one-track-minded like when they do do something like that, the rest of the show usually suffers a little bit. Um, it, it, you know, historically that's been the case where like they'll get something so right, but because they're so fucking focused on that, other stuff is kind of not garbage, but like kind of just put into place. Well, I didn't think that like most of Sun. I honestly didn't. No, 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 no. And the show was. Yeah, I'm I thought saying, Sunday night was pretty well, good. We were, we're yeah. just yeah, no, comparing no, were, the two matches. Well, right? comparing the two matches and co- saying what you said last week that retribution was fine because it's not like WWE right. is going to give us anything better anyways. Well, I mean, okay, like, but he is capable. But of I've doing never, this, but I've never said nice that. Reminder. I've never said that they weren't. They were incapable of it. I said they're not going to because I've been I, watching. I do long think enough they're and, incapable of going up and down the card with what they did in the main event. They are incapable of, or maybe they're just not incapable, but they refuse to do so. And and I don't know if they think that emphasizes the thing they're focusing on, but... I mean, like, Aaron, I don't have faith that this is next week we're going to still feel strongly about Roman Reigns <laughs> and, and the bloodline. Like, I, I don't... Like, I, I don't feel... I, like, it's great right now, and this was wonderful on Sunday night, but the notion that we're not going to come back and do the show next week, and I'll be like, Jesus Christ, end this. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, like, I, you're right that they're capable of doing it, and they've been capable of doing a lot of things, and they have tremendous performers who are capable of doing, you know, amazing things. Let's make that very clear, right? 
Um, but Roman Reigns, who we know is capable, we know has been tremendous, and that's why the, we, we always have these conversations with AJ, we sort of get bogged down, because no one's ever said we don't think Roman Reigns is capable of doing absolutely amazing things, great matches, good work, we just also know he's the same guy that can end up doing dumb, you know, testicle jokes, because that's what he's given to work with. Um, I, I, I've come to expect it. Now, do I think that the presence of Paul Heyman probably plays... A role in why it is that something is really good right now, it's kind of hard to ignore that possibility. Kind of hard to ignore that that might be part of the reason why it is that this is so good at the moment. And I don't know the intricacies of, of his involvement in how this whole thing has come about, but, you know, it's really weird that he shows up somewhere and suddenly the thing that he's directly involved with is the best thing going on in the entire company. Not not just in the entire. Co- I mean, when's the last time you saw a match and had that sort of reaction to it? I mean, I think we're going back to like Gargano and Champa. I mean, yeah, something along those lines. That's I mean, fair. It, it 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 felt like something that you were so emotionally invested in. I guess you have to tell me which Gargano Champa match that you're talking about. Probably like, the first one, but you know, there have been just there that storyline in that storyline in general. Like that was the last time I can remember sitting through a match and being like, "Oh man, you're taking me on this ride." I don't know, dude. Like maybe, maybe Kofi Daniel Bryan. Oh well, yeah, certainly that. But I'm thinking the night before, like in, when we were in Brooklyn. What the fuck was the man? I was uh, I was damn near in tears watching uh, Gargano and uh, Adam Cole. Like yeah. I mean, and and that didn't even have the same story. That was immediately built in. But yeah, I Jesus guess I was. I guess Christ. I'm thinking about it a little differently in, in that the storyline kind of. I know, man. I'm trying but, to remember. Remember, like a, a wrestling match that made me legit cry. I think it was when Bailey won the NXT title. Another wonderful example. Holy I shit! Mean, I, you know, like I, I hear you. There, it doesn't happen frequently. I'd certainly give you that. And I think that that sometimes there's inherent advantages, right? Like if Jay Uso wasn't Roman Reigns' cousin, we we wouldn't. It wouldn't be the same. Oh, do you know, do you know it might still match? be really good, but it wouldn't be the same. Well, well but just to, to come up with that and, and put it there to pull that trigger is something worth mentioning. Yes. Another another match on my short list is um, the match when uh, you're going to laugh because of who's in it. But uh, when Cody and Dustin won the tag titles uh, from when, from the shield. Yeah, yeah. When Dusty was like, yeah, was another about just Dusty again. losing his career or something. Yeah. An- another really great. Just, you know, they hit all of the right spots to manipulate the crowd perfectly. Um, look, I, you know, I, it was it was wonderful. I don't, I, again, we've set our, this is the problem, though. We have set this up that there is only one thing that this can lead to and that can make us happy at the end of it. And You're that right. is part of the problem here is that, like, this is really good and we're excited about it and we're amped about it and, like, we want to watch SmackDown now. And yet we know... That unless this leads us to this one thing, we're going to be frustrated by whatever we get out of it moving forward. Because what we know is definitely not happening is Jey Uso winning the title. Like, we know that this is, unfortunately, like, for as wonderful as this was, as much as it made us believe that it was possible because they did a tremendous job in the storytelling, we know the moment we separate ourselves from it, that's not happening. There's not going to be a moment where the, 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 the big thing is going to be Jey Uso going over Roman Reigns. There's only one thing now that we can get out of it otherwise that, that will appease us, and we still really don't know if that's, that's practical at all. Well, and then if, if you bring that further, it's, you know, we don't expect that to be a thing either. If we're saying that you know, it's leading to The Rock, well, 
Rocket probably isn't going over Roman Reigns either, so we, we then have to, if we want to take ourselves out, is the thing that appeases us down the line is, eventually. Is it, it, like, is there a world in which, if they're getting The Rock, they can go back to Jey Uso afterwards? I don't know how you have Roman Reigns go over The Rock and then go back to Jey Uso. I don't know. Like, I, I and, and maybe you get your Samoa Joe moment. Well, Maybe, the, and, and I and I I mean, there's always the break glass in case of emergency with Daniel Bryan. That even if it doesn't quite fit the storyline, you get the underdog going against the tribal leader I mean, who just of, went over the rock. And, 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 and Roman has always beat Daniel Bryan. Of course. And those are all good things, but it gets away from the, the beauty of the story, right? The right. beauty of the story is related to the bloodline, and there's just nothing there. There's nothing you can do short of somehow figuring out a way to position Jey Uso once again. Now, you know, like, it's, it, is it, is it, is there a plausible world? Look, nobody would have ever believed that Kofi Kingston would have been the guy, right? Like, that was completely beyond any realm of possibility. But if they know they can't have 80,000 people, and if it's not The Rock, could Jey Uso win the Royal Rumble? No. It'd be it's, hard. It's so far outside. I mean, like Kofi Kingston had one who foot didn't, in the who door. Who didn't the win the Royal time. Rumble, obviously. Right. But he also had one foot in the door the whole time. You know, like he was he's an established singles guy. He he, he was the most popular, you know, he was the most popular merchandise guy. We talked about But that was team. in a very short amount of time. That wasn't expend, extended over a year. With the the most popular merchandise that was no, that three was, no, four talking, years the new day the, new had day, been the most popular act for a while you're talking about the new day no but I know but you have that built you had that built in where the new day were already the most popular guys yeah, I mean the Usos well, are great like the, the Usos, Usos aren't the new day nobody's know? saying the Usos are the new day but then the Usos definitely deserve far more recognition yes. than one hundred percent there's a like I don't know I guess what I would say is I don't know that it's as insane. In the world in which it's not The Rock, I don't know that it's insane, but it requires time, and it requires a little bit of space, and it requires... I mean, I think he has to win the Intercontinental title or something. You know, like, they need to elevate him a lot more than go j- than just doing nothing and then coming back. You no, know, it like, requires a lot of those things. There's no yeah. doubt. Like, it you may- need to explain to me why it wouldn't just be Jimmy throwing in the towel again. Yeah, because he he didn't cheat. He bludgeoned the shit out of him. I mean, correct. I'm not. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But but they had t- they had made it so that it was compelling enough beforehand that you were you believed it was possible for Jey Uso to win, and right. so that's if, why if I don't. We didn't know he was losing. Right. They made it believe. Yes. Right. And that's why I don't think it's absurd to think that you could again. It, the, it's got to be the Rock. But if it's not the Rock, which is totally plausible. What else can you do other than just making the story go away at some point? Because all these other scenarios we're talking about involve the story just having to kind of go away. Daniel Bryan can't be the savior for the for for the Usos and their family it, it, and for like th- that doesn't it would have it would have to be Roman establishing no I am the tribal leader and now that I'm the tribal leader of the family I am the tribal leader of Smackdown and and you go that direction where th- that's not even in doubt anymore that he's the tribal you know he's the well, king I'm, of the I, family and I while I understand that and like you can do that it just that sort of still makes the story go away it, it, well, yes, it, it absolutely makes the story go away but and the story you know, there's a way to pivot at, at some point the story has to go away. Um, like, I agree. Think, is there any is there any way The Rock just beats him? 
Mm, no. Not. Mm, mm. I won't say definitely no, but I'd be very surprised. Not only if he's dropped the championship beforehand. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, sure. Like, like then it's possible. If he's dropped the championship beforehand, absolutely. But like you can't have the Rock win the championship. It's it's you're hard pressed enough to get the Rock to show up one time for fucking WrestleMania. Just saying, it's happened like, before. It has happened, but that was when you had him, you know, booked for yes, three months. Was, and, and again, the, but, the whole who, point I'm of the saying, there's no the whole point of the Rock is to truly establish Roman. That he, is the point of this. The match. Rock is as successful now as he was when they did that. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, just. To, I, I understand that, but the whole point of this match is for Rock to put Roman over. Um, Eventually, yes. Boy, yes. The, the, the whole point of the Cena thing was to put Cena over, right? Who won the first match? <laughs> um, well, the first match wasn't for the title. No, but he won the title right. so that Cena could put, take right. it the off. Second, the second, I understand yeah, the that. second time through. The second time through, he did when they were able to agree get to, get him to agree to do multiple dates. Um, he, he fought what CM Punk twice, I think. He put CM Punk. He he got the yes. title off of CM Punk for sure. I did, and then he, he yes. defended it. Against and then him defended too. in February. Yes. Yeah. The Rock was on that fucking shit pay per view in y- February. Yeah. I don't remember. Was that an elimination? He was also chamber? in a tag match on a shit pay per view. Well, Cena. that was that was before the first match. That was right. that Survivor yeah, Series. That was a different thing. Yeah, that was that was against Miz and Hard Truth. No, I'm saying he did a lot more matches than you probably remember. Like, well, no, I mean he did plenty. I'm just saying I don't see in this it, like it's a very different situation for him to take the title off of Roman versus also, win the title off. I, of I Punk don't. And, I don't yeah. think what you said is fair, Brandon. Like he was a movie star then. He's the most famous man on the face of the planet today. Like it's. I feel like he was then. He wasn't then. He was a movie star. He was a viable movie star. He's legitimately the most recognizable I, man on the face was, of the planet. Was he today. even in the Fast movies at that point? Yes. Um, I, I don't maybe one of them maybe like, th- maybe yeah um like I, I I don't agree with your sentiment there I just I think it's far more difficult for you to get multiple dates out of the rock in in 2020 particularly if you don't know that you're going to be have able to have massive crowds like it, it's well, that's almost a whole other thing. it's almost like what's the point like what are we really doing to spend the money this way um all right as far as the rest of the pay-per-view is concerned um and sort of the fallout from it we uh, the big news of course is that we finally have a date for the draft which is necessary. Like we've needed, like this thing has been looming for forever and it felt like there was a lot of kicking the, the, the tire down the road without us really realizing what we were kicking down to. We now know when it's going to be. It's, it's fairly soon. Um, I don't know how that ends up playing out. Also the absurdity. I I did laugh about the absurdity of, the trade. The, well, that. Yeah, that's definitely absurd. The trade was definitely absurd. No, I mean, like, doing the draft and then right afterwards doing Survivor Series. <laughs> where, like, this this brand that you've been a part of for all of three days, Wait. fight like living hell for well, it. Not, not just Survivor Series, but how about probably Hell in a Cell is going to end up being all mixed brand matches because you have to fill, finish yeah. these feuds and stuff. So, so remember the one... Oh, right, right. Wasn't there a year where they did the draft and then the people... There was a pay per view after the draft where the people still fought. Yeah, from- it's almost every it's almost every draft. I mean, last year uh, you had the Saudi Arabia show. It was the Fiend versus Seth Rollins. They were on opposite shows at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like the it was like how they telegraphed that the Fiend was winning the title because even though they're on different shows, like the cha- the other champion had been moved or whatever. Yeah, Brock, Brock moved back. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he quit. We will do a uh, more of a draft preview thing next week on the show. Is it's next weekend is the start of the draft. But um, it, it's good that we... I don't we know. Have... Maybe we'll get a couple more trades on, uh, so on, fucking, on SmackDown this week. It's so fucking random and dumb. <laughs> it's so, it's so dumb. We had to hurry up and get that Dana Brooke 
and Mandy Rose tag team on Raw. That's very Although important. I'm not, not going to say I hate it. No, I actually I, like I it. Like, a I lot. like both of them. So I'm, it just I'm seemed like a them. silly thing to not wait a week and a half for. Um. So the weird thing that like came out of last week is we didn't really get clarity on the Otis situation. No. Like, right. I, like the thing that we thought we were getting, we didn't get at all. Um. I I still assume that we will, and maybe they're doing that purposefully. Like that they'll announce that match to be a part of the draft. Like they're trying. It looks like maybe they're trying to target October 9th to pop a number for Fox. So maybe they're purposely holding that off and like this week we'll get it announced that it'll be a match next week and so they're trying to create a big next Friday night show in general. But that was that was really weird. Like I expected that we were going to get clarity and I, I guess maybe they're saying, hey, you know, we couldn't have had a match anyway because all the matches have to be championship matches and technically this isn't a championship match. It's it's a weird bit. Like it's a They scoop. could also throw it on Hell in a Cell or whatever. Um they could they they could i would i would almost be surprised by them trying to drag it out that long at this point like it, what else are they going to put on this pay-per-view i mean like <laughs> I, mean, I mean it's so um the i am was pleasantly surprised that sammy got the win um yes. pleasantly surprised by that it was again a tremendous match but you know we all said should right story. of course we all said should sammy right yeah i mean yes. of, of course it should be sammy and that's why it's such a pleasant surprise you know like i didn't think they would do it but um it's great it's it's tremendous he's been awesome he's having a moment ride that moment of course any moment can be a moment for sammy cuz sammy is tremendous so anytime you give him that that freedom you should be able to get a sammy moment out of it i mean um, i i i think he's truly the second most compelling character on that show right now and yes. that's only because Roman Reigns is so good. Otherwise, he would be one. I'd have to think about, you know, like, like, yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to argue. I mean, I where's guess B- you where's could Big say e? kind of the Bailey-Sasha thing, if you want to say feuds. But, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, Sammy's, Sammy's amazing right No, he's now. doing unbelievable work. He's and doing, that's right. Big E's in the injury angle. Right, yeah, right, right, right. He's doing absolutely so. unbelievable work. <laughs> um, yeah, everybody's pointing out, obviously, the, one of the big stories of the week is no retribution, no Raw Underground. The reports are that's... I mean, it's not there was no retribution. They were only in a um, pre-recorded package, um, and they and then they turned out the lights, and then that just magically go away. That was right. a really that was something. Like we're gonna turn out the lights for nothing. Like nothing's right. going to happen. And they still don't work Sundays, by the way. Right? Of course not. Now, would they have had it not been for whatever the issue is with tests? I don't know. None of us know. And that's apparently. Like when when somebody tweeted about, I guess Brian Powell tweeted you to say no Raw Underground. I was so like, oh my god, the thing we kept saying finally came true. They just got rid of it and didn't Same. talk about it. Sadly, <laughs> nope. that's not the case. It was just related to tests. They didn't have enough people in order to do Raw Underground. That's a shame. Um, anything? Oh, Bobby Roode's back. Cool. I mean, I, like, I like I don't, that match. I don't want to be. A di- I don't want to be dickish match. about Bobby Roode because I like Bobby Roode. I just it, it was a fine match, but it was you know. For what purpose, right? Like, what are we doing? You know, it's God bless, God bless Bobby Roode. I'm, I'm all in on. on but here's where I'm gonna say, I do appreciate them put like AEW sort of doing the same thing right now. Like, I do appreciate the champion defending the title in winnable matches. That's fine. Like, the, like I, I, I think that we've gotten away from having the champion on the sh- wrestling on the show, not on the show, but wrestling on the show. And I think it's kind of cool that both champions are on their shows wrestling right now, even though it's against people, you know, they're going to beat um, Bobby Roode perfectly fits into a spot like that. Right. It doesn't hurt anybody. 
No, it doesn't hurt anybody. It's yeah, fine. I mean, I don't expect him to. I half expect him to not be on the show next week. Correct. So it's, like that's that's the problem. It's like <laughs> that's you, the problem. You, right? you you hope that this is like okay. He w- he was in the main event, so we're gonna settle him into the upper mid card here. But I, I have no faith in that happening. But particularly, you know, if there was a crowd, that would have gotten a reaction. Sure. If nothing else, then to sing along. R- right. Well, whatever. Yeah. Take what, take what you can get. I mean, and it's look, fine. That, there's nothing wrong with right. that. It was totally fine. And you were on up against, you know, the most watched Monday Night Football game of of forever. So, like, yeah, I mean, sure. Go ahead. Bring Bobby Roode back for your main event. Now, as it turns out, the game ended up being a blowout. So maybe you could have gotten a few <laughs> viewers back by that point of the night. Um, but it's what it is. Uh, uh, what, what other thing we got to talk for all, because we didn't talk about it last week, is is the whole continuing Seth, Ray, Aaliyah, Dominic, oh. Murphy, all that stuff. I don't, have to talk I, about I don't that. much care to talk about it now either. Um, <laughs> they're doing it. It's a thing that exists. It's gone on forever. They're trying to do uh, like a, I, it feels like they're trying to do a Romeo and Juliet bit with, with, yes. with Buddy Murphy. And, he's 19 and he's like 34. I mean that, I gotta be honest with you. I saw a lot of people freaking out about that. There's, there's a line here. Like she's an adult. We're 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 trying too hard to make that a thing. It's it's optics though, because my problem isn't that she's nineteen; it's that she looks sixteen. But that's a different thing. And he like, looks forty. Like if if they were if they made that the part optics of it, are bad. No, I disagree. If they made that part of the storyline that like you know that that she was, oh, I mean, a child that's coming. If okay, <laughs> if they do, coming. I'm pro- that's problematic. <laughs> like it. They are both adults. Yes, I'm very aware that there's. They, an they age have difference. made the point to say her age twice. That's in fine. The I understand that, but that like that's that's not part of the problem. That's part of the solution is to make it very clear she's not a child. Like this is not creepy. Don't you think it just accentuates the ickiness of it? I, of, of, I don't see. Here's the thing. I don't view Murphy as being a super old dude. Yeah, I like. We're trying to make it seem like he's a super perv, and I'm not getting on board with that. Like, trust yeah, me, he's, never, he's not playing that part. Like, he definitely is not like, playing. That I'm, part. I'm not on board with the idea. Look, trust me. I, if I'm 34, I ain't dating a 19 year old. Like, that's that. I would not do that. But they're adults, and it's not a 60 year old and a 19 year old. It's a 34 year old and a 19 year old. Um. Yes. The bigger it, problem was including Lawler in that segment so he could leer at her. No, that's yeah. definitely probably <laughs> that's that's certainly far more questionable. The, I I think we're trying too hard sometimes, man. I think we want things to be things that they're not. I don't think this is that. Now, if it becomes that, if if are so, we trying too hard? If that's our gut reaction, though. I mean, my it, gut it's reaction, not my gut reaction. Yeah, me neither. Like I, it was my gut reaction, and I and it's fair to say it's other people's. I mean, I don't think it's saying which. But I had no idea how actual gut reaction is. I mean, I don't know, dude. I didn't know how old Buddy Murphy was. I'm I'm just being honest with you. It's not something I've ever thought about. I've never thought about how old Buddy Murphy was. So if somebody had told me Buddy Murphy was 29, while yes, it seems like a stretch, I probably would have been like, all right, I believe it. I haven't watched Buddy Murphy for long enough to know. That he's, you know, by the way, he's not that much older than 29. He's not even 34. He's 32. Like, it's it's not it's not crazy. It, you don't have a lot of 19-year-old professional wrestlers to use in this storyline. They're adults. I, I don't know what... I, we're trying so hard to make this something that it isn't. It's not that creepy. She's an adult. He's an adult. No, it's, it's not creepy yet. I'm concerned it's going to get... But gross. And, and I mean, it, it absolutely does. could because this is WWE. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the bigger problem. I don't know why they're they're rerunning the DNA part of it too. Like, why is that part yeah, of this? Why isn't a, this simply Romeo and that, Juliet? That didn't make sense at all. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't care for that. Like, unless again, it's part of trying. Like, if you're somehow trying to get her to, to to get away from the family, and that helps her, is that like they've lied to her for all these years or whatever? Like, I I can see some storytelling value in it, but like my my faith in them using it valuably <laughs> is is very minimal. But by the way, I know this is par for the course when we're talking about these storylines, but they clearly changed their like they decided yes. to do this storyline the week that um that seth beat up murphy and after the cage match and she like looked at him because like two weeks before that she was beating the shit out of him with a with a kendo stick with the rest of the family all four of them were in there beating the shit out of murphy with a kendo stick so then two weeks later or a week later they did the cage match and that's when seth's closed buddy murphy's head in the door and that's when she showed you know so that was the moment where they chose to do this like this was not the story a month ago or whatever i also like how they're I know that that's how they write things but you know they're, they're retconning the whole ray eddie feud because you know they keep saying well no Do you know we established that dominic is clearly my son well no 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 that feud established that Dom dominic is not your son by blood he's just your son <laughs> I, I gotta i mean I, I know this is gonna be like Paige it was 15 younger years younger than alberto del rio when they were dating if and, and didn't they end up getting married? Too. Like I don't think they ever got married. But but by the way, everyone had a problem with that and found that relationship very problematic. Yeah. Well, but that was, that's that's unrelated to the age difference. It's more related to the fact that Alberto Del Rio had some issues that that we didn't care no, for. It was, it, I think it was both. But also that was like real life. That wasn't something someone wrote. But this is that's the this is what makes this nuts to me. <laughs> we know what we're watching. We're watching two actors. Yeah, but someone wrote that. The person who wrote it is the one that's being criticized. I, I don't. I'll never understand this, man. Like I, like, I really am not going to understand this. What is the thing that we're offended by? What is it? What is the offensive part of this? I guess I guess the quote-unquote offensive part of it, if, like, again, I this was not my reaction, but is, the, like, they're kind of portraying the murphy that that relationship as a good part of this it's a good thing they want to be together this What's is romeo wrong and juliet with that? Like, what, what? some people some people would say that portraying a, a relationship with that age difference in a positive light is not a good then, thing then, but then, again, then, then, then the we're age gonna... isn't to me the age isn't part yeah. of the story at all then we need to then we need to rethink like our societal norms about what it is that well, wait, what are do you do. wait would it change your opinion next week if ray mysterio is in the ring saying He's thirty-two and you're nineteen. I mean, I don't know what I would do. I have no. I feel. I feel like that is going to happen. I, I. I. It's you guys. You guys can they've be. They've never by mentioned it. his age. Like, yeah. That's the thing. Like not his, no, not yet. But they've mentioned hers twice. But that's. It's so rare that they mention a professional wrestler's age. They don't do that. Aaliyah Mysterio is not a professional wrestler. Like it's a different thing. No, I'm I, saying if 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 it, clearly this whole point of this is that. The family is going to have a problem with the relationship. Like you said, the Romeo and Juliet. Well, why are they going to have a problem? With, if, because if they, they hate each other. Hold on. With Rollins. Hold on. That's the if part. that's the only argument they make, then it's fine. But if, if it starts to be about how old, I do think it's problematic. I think that's a dumb thing for them to do because it's not <laughs> offensive. It's a bad story to tell. 
It's a, it is offensive to people, though. To who? Like, you're, you're choosing to say it's not offensive. I'm saying it is a thing. It's something that, like, I, no, every I, girl I've ever known who's dated an older guy has dealt with with Yes, you deal with, like, people saying, I don't approve or whatever. But, like, you're trying to find a line between whatever the issues are. Somebody, I don't approve of a lot of people that my friends have dated. They wouldn't be my first choice. But there's nothing offensive about it. It's not offensive. It's fine. They're adults that can make their own decisions. This is a really... We're trying to make this like a Me Too thing. It's not. No, it's, it's not two that. adults it's not that are choosing thing. to date. That's it's not a fine. Me, it's not a Me Too thing. Then I don't... It's, what is the offensive part? It's it's that the, the story is written... It's like... It's exactly what Aaron said. But that's, wh that's what? What? Aaron already explained it to you. It's because they're portraying something that a lot of people have a problem with. But that's... As a positive thing. I'm so confused by this, man. Like, two people well, finding... Why, why do Two it? people... I mean, two just... adults finding love is a bad thing. Like, that's a bad thing that we should be opposed to? That two adults find love? I mean, like, we're talking about this, like, as if 19-year-old people aren't adults. And if that's the standard they now, are. right? Like, if we're deciding that because you're not allowed to, like, buy cigarettes anymore uh, at 19, that we don't treat adults as 19-year-olds uh, as adults anymore, then we got to figure that out as a society. No, I think this is a different thing. This is like a 60-year-old man is writing a storyline in which a 19-year-old girl is dating a 32-year-old man and it rubs people the wrong way I, I, because it's coming I'm from so, there. I'm so confused by that. If a 60-year-old man wrote a story where a 60-year-old man was dating a 19-year-old girl, I could see why that would be problematic. This is not that. This I is two young adults. Like, I, 32 is not 50. We're acting like 32 as though that makes him some other thing. This is, this is not, I'm, I'm not saying this is my opinion. I'm saying I understand because I hear people say these things all the time that this isn't a thing that hits a nerve with people. And it's I, not, like Aaron said, it's not in a positive way. I've never, uh, I, like, I, and, and this is, what we're dealing with says way more about the people that are saying something about it than it does about WWE for doing it. Um, if if you think there's a problem with a 19 year old and a 32 year old, don't you being think they're dating... doing this because it's controversial? No, I, no, think I don't they're think doing they're, it. you're not bringing up the age. The age is Brandon, not a thing in this storyline. They don't have at all. 19 year old pro wrestlers to put in this storyline. They don't. Brody Murphy is about as young as they have available for it. They're they don't not have a 23 year old. They don't have a 24 year old. I mean, not like, not affiliated with Seth Rollins right now. I mean, like right. what? I don't. This world in which they have a bunch of young professional wrestlers walking around to throw into storylines is is beyond the truth. That's if, if not. If Austin Theory was still part of the family, maybe Austin Theory would have been in this. Maybe but they had one person. They had Murphy. He's Buddy Murphy person. is about as young as they've got available for this. Like, I'm, I'm so befuddled by the notion that this is what they're trying to do is try to make it seem like it's about an old man and a young girl. It's a 32-year-old. Like, it is as, that's young for WWE. In, like, in fact, you, Brandon, you kept bringing up the age, like they bring up her age, and I'm pretty sure they're bringing up her age solely so... To make sure you understand she's an adult. She's an adult. Because she looks, because she she looks, looks young. So, young. so, so yeah, they're saying she's an adult. She's an adult. She's an adult. Understand. Don't think she's younger. She's an adult. She's That's an adult. That's not what this is about. This is okay. <laughs> this is all acceptable. Fair. This is the... Re I need you to know that. That this isn't creepy. It's the opposite of creepy. It's two adults. Such a weird bit, man. And I'm not saying that you're... Uh, I saw it from people on social media over the weekend. Like, 
What and it felt it's the overwhelming opinion. It felt of, of but what you're what you're missing is that felt like you're that you guys are misreading the room and this is a me too thing. This is an adult and a little girl. And that isn't Well, that's the case. what it looks like. It mm, It is what it looks like. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, it, unequivocally if you don't that's what know it looks like and that's to Aaron's point, that's why they're saying nineteen a hundred times. Because they know that's what it looks like. Otherwise, you no, wouldn't. no, no, no. It's it's not what it's not the. I don't think it's the old man part at all. It's the little girl part. It's the fact that they're making it very clear she's not fifteen. Okay. It doesn't matter but how the old. The point Murphy is, it is. looks it looks like a disproportionate difference in age. It looks like no, she's, no, no. I don't think the difference. It's simply her. I think it's framing her. Right. It, it has nothing to do with Murphy. It could be right. Murphy could be twenty four, and they're trying to make it, sure that you understand. Got it. That like yeah. the girl is not. Yeah. 16. If, if this was Austin, you know, 21, 22 year old Austin theory, they'd still be making sure that we right. know she's not. Make sure that this is okay. What we're doing, we're not exploiting a child. Like, we're, we're using an adult in this role. Like, make sure you understand right. that. Right. It's a really weird bit, man. It's a really weird bit. I will never understand. Um, all right. Let's get our picks in. Let's get to that. Let's just move to NXT. Takeover, I don't even know what they're calling it. Takeover. I, I think it's just 31. 30, right? Takeover 31. I, have they branded it that way, though? Like, I haven't really noticed yeah. that. They, they, yes, they yeah, that I'm looking week. at the poster right oh, now. Yeah. It's Takeover, Takeover 31, 31 with the 31 in the middle of the X. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe that's why I didn't see it. Takeover 31 coming up on Sunday night um, from Full Sail Arena. Five matches on the card. We'll do the same thing. Should win, will win for all of these. Um, we begin the only non-championship match on the card, Kishida and Velveteen Dream. I don't know. I wish I didn't have to start. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the should-win answer is here. I don't, because they both could use it, frank- frankly. Um, hiding behind the we don't like Velveteen Dream, so he shouldn't win thing is we've we've already been down that road before, like, that he if he's going to be a performer on the show, then he has to win sometimes. Like just because you don't like him doesn't mean that he can just lose every match or else at some point there's no value to having him on the show. Um I mean clearly they've been pushing Kishida, so I'm gonna go Kishida will win, but who should win? I don't know. I'll say Kishida because they've been pushing him, but I, I don't I don't think there's a correct answer to who should win. I, I'm kind of with you. I do think, I mean, since Kushida, so Kushida showed up about 10, like on TV about 10 months ago or so when they moved, or I guess about a year ago right now when they yeah. moved to uh, to USA. He really doesn't have that big win. He doesn't have that big takeover win. He doesn't really even have a big uh, an NXT regular win. I can't think of like. And, and even if he did, it was far enough ago that. Right. It, it, there's nothing that pops to my head that says, oh my God, this is what Kushida's done since he got to NXT. I really think he needs this, and so I, I, I'm going to say should and will Kushida. So I'm I'm going to for, for all the things you just all the reasons you just said I'm going to say Kushida should win because I think that while the the dream currently needs it, he's more ever like like he's established right. He he can play this role like sort of like you know about. When did Finn Balor come back to NXT? I, I can't even remember. Was about, about a year ago. About yeah. a year ago. So this the, the role that Finn Balor played for like a tiny little bit was he kind of was putting people over. I mean, he won matches here and there, but he kind of had that role where he was putting some guys over. Um, I think that that is a fine role for Dream at the moment. I think Kushida desperately needs to be elevated or he could face 
you know, sort of falling into oblivion. So I think it's it's time to get him to that point. I like the new aggressive side of him they're showing. I like that he's doing submissions mostly now and less flippy do stuff. I think that's a really uh, it's a nice way to portray him. And um, but I I fucking think that Velveteen Dream is winning this match. Um, and and, and I, I, there's something about this guy uh, that they 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 want him to hang around. Um, but I think it's so. I'm gonna say should Kushida, but I think Velveteen Dream is gonna win. I mean, look, I, Velveteen Dreams. If if he's something, he's got to win matches. Like he he can't just be there to lose. Well, you can say that for Kushida too. Yeah, I think but Velveteen I, Dreams at the point where he can afford to lose. Still, I don't think he's in must win territory. I think he's. I think it depends on what either of these guys are going to be, and I think that's the the difficult thing. I think one of them we had every reason to believe the WWE was pr- positioning to be a star. The other one we never had a reason to believe that, other than like wrestling fans. Well, but wrestling <laughs> fans like him, right? But WWE when he arrived in WWE, there was never a point at which we thought. They were positioning him to be a star, um, but Velveteen Dream they were. So if they've utterly given up on that, then sure, you know, like. But if he's ever going to be a true star, then I would kind of disagree and say I I think what they think Kushida can be, there's a cap to. I don't know where they are with Velveteen Dream. Like I just don't right. know where they think he can go. Um, and so if they still think he can be a star, then I would say I disagree that he can keep affording to like lose matches like he, if he's ever going to be keep a star. affording to lose but i think he can afford to lose this match yeah i and I, and i think even if you say there's a cap on kushida he's nowhere near that cap because he's never won he's never won a big I mean, match i i, 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 I think I, that right you could, make, you could make an argument that in the short term you need a north american title contender in the long term you don't need or in the short term you don't need a nxt title contender right yet because I think that situation is going to be kind of tied up for a little bit. Um, hmm. So I, I I think that I don't think that's a short term. I think this is the first step in a, something going on between Finn and, and Undisputed until they, you know, implode. Um, I don't think that's a one pay-per-view deal. I think that's going to. Take yeah, I'm struggling with that and how the draft is going to go, by the way. And, and, and I, sure. I, I am struggling with that. We can talk about that later because I do have yep. – I had a thought when I was watching NXT. Uh, we get to the Cruiserweight Championship match, which for some reason got like a 15-minute promo this week. <laughs> yeah, that, that was really bad. Ba- and it was so early in the show. Oh, my God. Like, I – it may I like I literally maybe not want to watch the show. I said I'm, to I'm myself, like, are you openly asking people to go find AEW right now? And I don't dislike either of these guys. I like them a great deal, but it was horrendous. It was the part of my morning where I could have like pivoted to doing something else and no not paying attention. And I was like, oh geez. Santos Escobar. Which by the way is frustrating because you'll love both these guys. Yeah, I like yes. them a lot and they they don't they don't deserve to be put in a spot where you don't want them on your TV. Santos no, those, Escobar. Those guys shouldn't be fucking talking like that. <laughs> no, mean, like, not like that. Certainly not like no, that. No. Santos Escobar, Isaiah Swerve Scott for the title. Uh Aaron. Yeah, I mean I I want the best for Isaiah Swerve Scott. We've been watching him forever and he's great. He's wonderful and and there's a part of me that thinks him winning would be awesome because of course it would be awesome. But you, I think you just have too much going with Santos Escobar right now uh, should and will Santos Escobar. See, I'm going to make an argument that they sometimes from time to time will flip this title. Um, 
I think that Santos Escobar should be and and seems to be the chosen one and should be featured and should be important. Um, Something tells me that if they give Tony Nese a a run with the title, they can give Isaiah Swerve (laughs) a a, a little bit uh, of a run with the title and they can keep him entangled with these guys for a little while. I'm going to say they should put it on Swerve. I don't know if they will, though, so I'm going to say they should put it on Swerve, but they'll keep... Uh, keep it on Escobar. I actually completely agree with you about uh, Swerve. I think he's just someone that could use something. Um, and and that's I think the good part about this belt is that it gives a lot of people the opportunity to, to say that they've done something. Um, and so there would be value in that. Like unfortunately, there's a lot of guys. I think it saved Drew Gulak's job. To um, be honest, but there's a lot of guys unfortunately that haven't done more. You know what I mean? Like it's right. been this and that's been it, right? Tony like needs. correct. So. I do agree that I think it should be actually because I think these guys are good. I think that they're compelling. Um, I, I'm willing to watch them wrestle like a hundred more times. Yeah, um, but ultimately, I agree it will yeah. be uh, Santos Escobar. I, I guess the one other question is: Could this be a move to move Santos Escobar up the card? He doesn't have to stay in the cruiserweight division. I think he's good enough that he could, especially with you know what he's doing now, 100%. could go up the card. And especially having a faction like at a time where you know we don't know about the future of the biggest faction in the get company. him closer to Dominic Mysterio, like I said <laughs> on the six. All right, um, the North American Championship match: da- Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano. Brandon, you are first. Johnny Gargano, one hundred percent, should win this match. Um, I don't know what we're doing with this whole, the Garganos are going to both be champions. Like, I don't know if you parrot this for them to fail in doing so. The Undisputed Era eventually fulfilled the prophecy. I think that you keep, if you keep doing this and keep saying this, it has to happen at some point. I think it's ridiculous that it's this title and not the other title. Not considering where we are now, but considering where we were whenever they started this, I think we always thought this was going to be the actual title and not the North American title. Yeah. But considering where we are, I think you got to give it to them. And I, I'm going to say they will. And I'm going to say should and will Johnny Gargano. Um, the, the next three picks I'm making trying to decipher what might happen in the draft, right? Like that's that's sort of where I am. I'm I could also see in a world where they want freaking Damian Priest on SmackDown. I'm gonna just like I'm gonna say should and will Johnny Gargano as well. Um I it's look, and, and that means that you know what my pick is for the women's match. It's the only compelling story that you can do coming out of this is is the two of them both holding the belts. So I'm gonna say should and will Johnny Gargano as well. I mean certainly should Johnny Gargano. The will I just Again, especially the way they ended NXT with them standing tall. Like, do do they do that? And then do they have them go over both of them? And again, you're very right. It could be both Damian Priest and Io Shirai go up in the draft. Um, so it should, I, I'm going to say should and will, but for some... For some reason, I there, there's a part of me that really wonders, especially about Io Shirai, if they're yeah. going to have her drop the belt here. All right, yeah. well, let's go ahead. Io Shirai and Candice LeRae for the Women's Championship. You already know what I'm doing. Uh, should and will Candice LeRae. Yeah, definitely should Candice LeRae. There's there's something that bugs me about it, especially the way it ended, especially the way you had them go, you know, just celebrating there and then to have Candice win again. I mean, it can always be, you know, an, an easy stopgap where Io can go up. There's something about it that bugs me. I'm, I'm going to say will Candice, but I'm not 
confident on it. Yeah, I, I feel the same way because because they do tease they do tease a little bit like Johnny might fuck it up for her, you know, like they they tease that a little bit in the segments they did with Tegan Knox, where like you can see that Candace kind of thinks he's fucking annoying too at times. Um, but uh, I'm gonna say I mean absolutely should Candace LeRae for a million reasons. I mean the fact that she just should have a title run, and then the story that you've told. I mean it's you got to do it in my opinion, but. Will they do it? I'm going to say they will, but I I feel no, I, just, I hear you, Aaron. Like there's something weird there where it feels like like one could help the other one, but then the other one could accidentally fuck it up for you know like the same thing could happen in the other match. Um, and and and, and you could make an argument that if let's say that they wanted Gargano to go up to the main roster, which we've been saying forever, and I, I have zero confidence in. But let's say they did, but there's no nothing to suggest that Candace would. And particularly right now when they're all in Orlando anyway, they're not going to – that whole both people need to be on the same show for travel is not a thing right now. So I don't know. I, I'm going to say should and will for Candace, but I, I, I'm with you, Aaron. There's something – I don't know, something a little weird about it. it. It's absolutely what they should do. And now for the NXT Championship, Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. Aaron. Oh man, this is so because they could go so many different directions. They certainly off of can. This. Like we had been talking for so long about how it would be, you know, the undisputed era dumping Adam Cole and Adam Cole going off as a face. But with this, like, it's really hard to get there without Kyle O'Reilly being a face right now. Um, and to do that, like, I, I really in my head. Going through it, I think the best thing they could do would be put the belt, you know, kind of make this like evolution, like Randy Orton, um, you know, winning an evolution turning on him. I really think that the Kyle O'Reilly winning and then having at least most of it of Hate you. Undisputed Era, if not, all, you know, all of them. I, and I don't know what you're doing with Cole because Cole has been showing sides of the face too. So maybe you have future shock break off against fish and strong. Like, I think that's an interesting way, mm. but I keep coming back to the fact that I think the most interesting way to do that is with Kyle O'Reilly to have the belt. So I'm going to say should be Kyle O'Reilly. I don't necessarily have faith and I think he gets screwed over. Um, so I, I don't think he wins. I think it will be Finn, but I think it should be him. It should be Kyle. I mean, all the things you just said, and there's an extra element to like Glenn said, I mean, like you could make a really compelling argument that Finn Balor needs to get the fuck out of NXT right now. Um, so so I, I'm man, a week ago when they announced this, I was like, oh, that's cool to tell the story. Finn, I think we even said it on the show, Finn's obviously winning. I'm not so convinced Finn's obviously winning anymore. I, I, I feel the same way as you. I think the story makes much more sense if Kyle O'Reilly wins. And I think that you can tell a story. And I think they started to whether they continue it or not, where Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are kind of like the white meat baby faces. And, you know, they did that whole thing where he, who did Kyle O'Reilly save in the back? Was it Drake Maverick or someone? He came to somebody's yeah, aid yeah. and get beat down. Yeah, both the, of them are showing signs of being And then faces. the other two cheated in their match. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it two weeks ago or th- whenever they were allowed to have a match? Uh, Fish and Strong, they put them in the tag team, which at the time I thought was weird that it wasn't O'Reilly, but that was obviously deliberate. And they, or he was, maybe it wasn't a tag match, but somebody was in the single. Yeah, I, I think it was, it was strong had a match and, and the other was guy was on the him. outside. Yeah. And, and they, and they clearly cheated. So I do think I, I, I like your idea of that being the division, the, the, the start of the division is you've got two that are kind of still doing the let's cheat thing. And the other two guys are kind of doing the more baby face thing. So I'm going to say they should put it on O'Reilly. I think, I actually think they, they might, I'm going to say they might 
I think it's obvious that it's time for Finn Bauer to go. I mean, like, what the fuck else is there? You know, and yeah. it, it kind of cleans up nicely the times out that, that you had this happy accident that he got to get the belt. And so he can justify, like, I came here with one purpose and I did it. And so I've got nothing else to do and the whole deal. I think it times out. And it's, it's completely by accident, but I think it works out that way. Um, I think it's time for Finn Bauer to go. Uh, and I think it's time for someone else to sort of serve like that role for them. Uh, somebody that can bring some different eyeballs to NXT and just figure out who that is. Um, maybe it's whoever that person is, uh, the 10, four person. Right. Let's talk about it. Right. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, on the flip side, I almost don't care either way how this works, but I don't think, I don't, I don't think the other two guys. I don't think it can be Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole versus um, the the other two. I just don't think they. Unfortunately, Roddy's played such a sort of secondary role for some time that that's not as compelling to me. I do think it's one way or the other. I think it's either that Kyle O'Reilly wins the belt and then Adam Cole snaps, and you know, as you alluded to, Aaron, it's the thumbs up, thumbs down thing. Like, no, I'm not actually happy for you, you motherfucker. This should be me. Um, and now it's me versus you for some time because I'm going to take that belt from you. Or it's the other way, which is that like Adam Cole is genuinely happy for Kyle O'Reilly, and then Kyle O'Reilly gets too big for his britches, stops caring about Adam Cole in the process, and you go that route with the story that you're telling. I think either one works, but ultimately um, should and will be um, uh, uh, Kyle O'Reilly winning the belt. I think there's more money in the bank to tell the story you just outlined that the Kyle O'Reilly gets, I think you've got a lot more money to make with Adam Cole as your big baby face than with him continuing down this heel road. Um, I don't for now, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I also don't think that Adam Cole is going to be a good sympathetic face. I, that's why not, not? he's little. I know, but it's the, it's, but so is Kyle O'Reilly. Right. And and it's I think that's a more compelling story to tell for him on the main roster as a sympathetic face. On the NXT roster, he's run roughshod for so long that like it's really hard to make him a sympathetic face. That's the only issue and, with that. And, and the, the can, other, sorry, I was gonna say the other thing is that this that story it almost has to be a longer term play because you can't snap your fingers and have. Kyle O'Reilly big too big for his britches and Adam Cole be the one who stands up like that's something that has to happen over three, oh no four months yeah but I, and and that but I think that's okay you know what I mean, I mean? it can like, it can begin in more games like I said weeks right, ago yeah. you know like, I, think, I think I think you can do that over over time and make that work but um but it but it takes something and it takes sort of a reimagining of Adam Cole's character in the process like you'd have to really think about if that's what you want for Adam Cole. And ultimately, you know, if whenever he ends up on another brand, they're not going to care about who he was in the past, then I think that's fine. I think you can make that work. Um, okay, so the last pick is who is it? Who's who's uh, the 1004 reveal? Brandon, you're first. I think I know who it is now, and if it's who I think it is, I'm super disappointed, um, although it's probably better for the person. I think it's probably Shayna Baszler. Huh. Okay. Huh. No, it, it I, I, yeah. So so the one thing that I picked up on, and maybe they could just say, oh, whatever, we put it in there, but it doesn't matter. This person was a two-time champion because there, was there were two, two belts, belts in there. the case. And so I, th- I think they were telling you that person's a two-time champion. And so, because um, they were suggesting that it was like their shit. You know what I mean? Like they were in, they were, they were in a place with their stuff or whatever. So... 
you know, if you go down your two-time champions, like this week they made it sound more like a woman, which doesn't mean shit, but it, it, I did think after we talked last week, well, that doesn't mean it's a man. The voice was super distorted the whole time. Um, and I was looking and was like, you know, as much as I want Shayna Baszler to work on the main roster, like, is it? Like, how compelling is, like, I love the Nia Jax thing, but they don't really, they don't care about that. It's just the thing, that was the thing to get the belts off of Bailey and, and Sasha, and eventually they're going to lose to someone else. It's 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 a nothing, you know? So I, I feel like it's Shayna, and I think that's a bummer, and I really hope it's not Shayna. Um, I, I just don't, I, I, I go back to what we talked about last week. I don't think anybody who's involved with anything right now on the main roster works. Um, and that's my, I, like, I, I like your thought process on Shayna. Um, the two belt thing, as we talked about, it fits Samoa Joe, right? Like, and he was being real cute in his like. They made a point every time they they that they promoted uh, Takeover. They made a point to have him like do a little thing. And I did think at the time I was like, they're being a little cute with this, like where they had him do like a cheesy smile and say that's going to be a great match. I can't wait to see you win. I don't know. Maybe it just was shitty, but it, it felt like a little cute for me like they're almost like and i also don't know that we the, the two belt thing matters right because like they it, didn't they yeah. didn't specifically it say it had to be someone who had you know won two belts or could they say it's somebody who won two different belts so is there somebody who was a champion and a tag champion or huh? you know or or, or, or an, F, an fcw champion if right we're going. Uh, or, that won't, or, no. or or but why not well, they, they won't they won't specifically say it yeah but, that's the thing they don't know. have to ever justify what the two belts were right no like, but i did but i do think that's a fair i didn't even think about the other belts like the tag belts. Well, but i i don't think aaron's wrong like you can have two different championship belts at your house because you've won many True. championships during the course of your life um you know, like they might have even had a role in mind for somebody and then change their mind afterwards and they can just pretend like the two belt thing never existed. So and if we're being, sure. you know, if we're talking about right. this for Shayna, like both of those look like male belts. So that, you know, if, if we're being literal with this, then I, that but I just, I just don't think any of it has to be literal. I think exactly. it, it, can, it can just be that you happen to have two belts in, in your house. Um, so I still stay, I still think the obvious ones are the most likely. Aaron, I know you talk so much about Bo Dallas. I'll I'll default to Joe. I'll just default to Joe as somebody who could use it. It could be a short run, and then you figure out what you're gonna do with him after that, but I'll default to Joe. Um I you know, I, I still because I want the best for him, because I want him on TV, I you know, in my heart of hearts, I really want it to be Bo Dallas and I want him to be something in NXT, and I think that would be wonderful. This week, though, again, between the fact that it, it did sound like a woman, the fact that they very the way they showed that poster was, you know, they almost panned down to the women's match. Like they made it a point to show both of the matches. I wonder if it's Ember Moon. Yeah, I, I was thinking okay. that too. That's I'm fine with it being Ember Moon. I like Ember Moon. She needs sort of a kickstart. So I just didn't know if we were at a place. Did we ever get the answer to whether or not Ember Moon could wrestle again? No, we're, we still don't know. It's simply kind of thought of, okay, who's a NXT women's champion who's not doing anything right now? And she may not be ready, but, you know, who knows? I mean, I hear you. There's no way Paige got cleared, right? No. I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. All right. Uh, quickly before Puff joins us, uh, as far as AEW was concerned this week, just not really a lot that was worthy of much discussion. 
Um, I still just they have not done enough for me to care about the Eddie Kingston faction. Like I, I like a lot of those guys, but it's they're, they're, I, I don't know. It's just something missing. It's another week of them reminding you in embarrassing fashion that Cody is the only thing that matters on the show. Um, like, and next week, their big segment is a WWE segment. Uh, Thirty because years they're celebrating Christian. Jericho. Yeah, I mean that's, but I I don't mind celebrating Jericho. Jericho is the thing everybody likes. No, on the I'm show. just saying that's these are the things I mean, that WWE does. That, I hear you, but like like just just to do my bit. It's but I'm, it's I'm but it's way more embarrassing. It's it's more WWE and more embarrassing is Cody trying to go out of his way to make it seem cool that he's hanging out with some like with Jennifer Nettles. Who the fuck? <laughs> any wrestling fan on the planet that gives a shit. By the way, who was goddamn amazing in Righteous Gemstones. Um, but she's like, also in Sugarland. I, I know mean, she's in Sugarland, but that's that happened sixty years ago. Righteous Gemstones was last year and was awesome. Right. Um, but but who gives a shit? Like who cares? I didn't even realize that was her. Cool. Um, what that was in Righteous Gemstones? Yeah. That, well, that yeah. That you know, I hear the name. I'm like, okay. Oh, like yeah. I, I don't think of her name. You know. I mean, she was she did a but song. But she was great. Name. Yeah. If it's her, she's great. Oh, hey, she has a song with Bon Jovi yeah, right she now. Did a song, have you know another one? They did another song together? No, it's the same one. Oh, the same one. Okay. Um, like that she's famous for having a song with Bon Jovi. Their band was a popular country band for like a minute and far more relevant that she did the misbehaving song that everybody loved on Righteous Gemstones. Like that's that's the most important thing she's done. Like them trying to so desperately make it seem like Cody's a, a celebrity is is so WWE bad. It's you know, like I'm, I'm embarrassed for I mean, Rosario them. Dawson. For to me, is a bigger deal. <laughs> I mean, but he said all three of them, but they're all three all right. like people that are in the position that they're in. Like right. Rosario Dawson hasn't been a major movie star for a few years. Snoop Dogg would do anything that you would pay him to do. She's My be God, Mandalorian, though. No, she was like, she's a good, she's a good like. She's uh, wonderful. I love Rosario she's Dawson, a good, but she's a good character act. She's like a star. No, she's I not mean, a she's major a star, but you know what I mean. She's not a major movie star right now. She, she doesn't. She's, a, she's not a lead actor no she's, she's a she's a supporting she's, actress and she's, and she's a fucking great one and she's a well-liked one there's no doubt about that but she's not a superstar snoop dogg gonna be hanging out with sasha banks on mandalorian though I, god bless yeah. snoop, and, and snoop dogg will do literally anything. right snoop dogg's yes. an icon don't get me wrong he's an yeah. icon but he's an icon that you, if you said snoop i want you to come to my house and i'll pay you your fee he would do it tomorrow yeah. <laughs> you're right you're like right. it's not a big this these like you are you're embarrassing yourself in the process of trying to make it seem like it's a bigger deal than it is. It's well, the, not. The, the one thing though about that show, it's complete garbage and like Burt Kreischer is legitimately like like he's a big deal in the comedy world. Movies. He's a very big deal in the comedy world, but it's still like it, Burt Kreischer isn't a major celebrity either. He's a really big deal in the comedy world. Um, and I I will say this. Do you know how you can make him completely unrecognizable? Put a shirt on him. I mean, correct. Like, correct, and that's what they've done. <laughs> right. So I mean, it's just it's bad. I mean, I, whatever. But the, it's it's just as bad as it always is. I, I will say this: you're absolutely right that they haven't made you care about the Eddie Kingston thing yet. There was just the way it was presented. There's something that I I can see a future in it, but they have to do a hell of a lot of work, I, and it's a, a future thing. I don't oh, know I, what I it did, is. I, I want to throw something out uh, to you guys quickly because we're up against it. Quickly. Um, you know, someone suggested I read an article or whatever you want to call it, a blurb that said something about Cody, a Cody Rhodes heel turn is exactly what AEW needs right now. Something to that nature. I want to ask you this. Who's a face in AEW? Well, John Moxley. Like, best friends. 
No, no, no. Main event picture. Who is a fucking... If you turn Cody Rhodes heel, and you turn the Bucks heel, and you turn... What the fuck? You know, Kenny heel and all this... Who is the face? Well, hang on. Bring everybody heel. Yeah, I mean, like, Orange Cassidy's been a significant face. Now, right. what they did do him you've is... you've got two people, right? Well, I mean, there's, there's certainly... John Moxley, Adam Page, Orange Cassidy. But they but they haven't made Adam Page a face. They No, but but they're clearly laying that path. 100%. 100% it will be, but they still have to do it. You know what I mean? Well, like, sure, but we're not, we're not saying think... Cody's going to turn heel next week either. That's no, fair. but why does why does everybody think we need to turn all these guys heel? I don't. Well, I don't... for for Cody, it's because his character is unsalvageable as a but, face, while okay. it might be salvageable as a heel. Yeah, okay, I, but I you have heels. You have plenty of heels on the show. <laughs> There's a lot of heels. I mean, there are plenty of heels, but the, the problem is is bigger than that. The problem is like there's a lot of people that we just don't care about enough either way. Right. There's no stars. Like, you That's haven't the- you haven't made me give it like yes, Brian Cage is a heel, I get it, but what he really is is I don't give a shit. Like I don't care at all. Um Miro, by the way, could be a top face tomorrow. Like they could just decide that they're gonna abandon, you know, what they're doing with him, which and honestly is shameful, and say, Hey, tomorrow he's gonna be a top face in a major program and we'd all say, Great, that sign sign us up. He's Miro. Like that's that turn on Kip Bam face. Correct. Like on on board. So you know, the 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 problem is bigger. The problem is they're trying to make. It's not that they're trying to fit square pegs around holes. They're trying. They have six holes and they're trying to fit thirty seven pegs into them. Like it, they're they're doing too much. They they acquired all this talent and they've made none of it relevant enough in the process. It's not even like saying, "Hey, when they have two shows, that'll solve it." Like you haven't made me give a shit about the existence of Brian Cage or Ricky Starks. They're just annoying to me. That's all they are. They're just uninteresting. They're, Eddie Kingston is just uninteresting. Like and and that's a shame because Eddie Kingston's great, but at the moment he's uninteresting in 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 this way that they've used him. Um, I. I I was, uh, there's somebody that just crossed my mind that is legitimately um, a face, and I've already blanked. Darby? Him. Oh, Darby, yes. Darby is the guy that should be getting way more attention and should be way more relevant and should be a legit top guy at the moment, but he's lost in the shuffle of the storyline that you don't give a shit about. Yeah. So having, having Jungle Boy be the first name also makes me wonder if they're about to finally do something with him. Yeah, and I mean, and he'd be a great face, yep. but you got to do something with yep. him. Agreed. We're really excited about this. Joining us now here on Jobbing Out is a man that you've been seeing a lot of in recent weeks. And that's not me saying that you see a lot of him because there's a lot of him to see. I'm just saying that you see a lot of him because, you know, he's been making a lot of appearances. Um, this dude is one of the coolest people in all professional wrestling, and frankly, I think he should be the best man. I think that's just the way it should be. Uh, he is God, he is Puff, and he's with us now here on Jobbing Out. Puff, it's uh, Glenn and Aaron and Brandon. It's awesome to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. Glenn, uh, it's my pleasure. All, all, everyone, uh, I appreciate the nice, warm welcome. Dude, you, like, let's just be straight with it. You should definitely be the best man, right? And, like, let's make it, like, you're definitely still going to get the invite for the Rum Springer, right? Like, that's definitely going to happen, correct? You know, I hope so, but I hold no bad blood if I don't. I understand there must have been a little bit of communication errors. <laughs> if I thought he was saying something, he meant something else. I got an invite to the wedding, and I, uh, I'm just, I'm a fan of grand romantic gestures and large expressions of love so if i get to <laughs> share, share 
in the ceremony, it'll just be a, a plus. And if not, I'll watch from home and cheer both of them on. The lovely couple. I hold I hold no beef with any of them. Well, if you were the best man like you're supposed to be, what would the bachelor party have been like? What what would you have planned? Oh man, you know, I'd have to work around the the global pandemic going on and figure out what was open. But say in a non pandemic world, there'd be a lot of uh Adult beverages. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm, let me think. What else? I'm trying to. You know, I like. You know, I like a party bus. I like a, a bus with a lot of lights, uh, a lot of games going on. Uh, may, maybe the party bus doesn't even go anywhere. Maybe we're just hanging out on the bus. It, it, that is the <laughs> it, uh, eternal problem with party buses, by the way. Right? Like, you get on the party bus. They're like, "All right, here are your three stops." You get to a stop and you just look at everybody like, we don't want anybody else in our life. Let's just stay here. What the F are we doing? Who wants all these people around, especially now with the pandemic? You know, that's what I, I think I'd do. I'd run a party bus, uh, not go anywhere, just chill in this big-ass bus, play board games. I'm a, I like to play a couple of, oh, you know what? No. Mario Party all the way. Oh, Party. yeah. All right. We're playing Mario Party. We're playing Mario Kart. We have multiple switches. We have multiple TVs. Uh, drinks all around. Non-alcoholic if you want them. I'm not a big alcohol drinker. I might share. And I might partake in a couple truly lemonades. Oof, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm a big diet soda, a diet beverage man. So I might, I might splurge and order some unique beverages off of Amazon for myself. But the fri- the mini fridges will be stocked. Man, that doesn't sound like a bad time. I think Kip really made a terrible decision. We'll have to, well, like we'll reach out on your behalf. May screwed up on this one, but you know, like like Miro's okay. But clearly, you truly should have been the best man. There's no doubt about that. Puff is with us. Hey, dude, like th- these last couple of months uh, between that and dark and and being around and all of these opportunities that have come your way. At a time where, like, the world has otherwise shut down and there's a lot of people in this business that are are struggling, can you, like, put into words what this has meant for you to have all these opportunities after what I imagine, like, everybody else had to be, you know, like, a a, a, just a disastrous, like, start to 2020 for you? No, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I, I, besides AEW, I haven't really had a lot of opportunities. I've been, I've been struggling myself. Yeah. And, uh, I had, uh, uh, it, it was a rough, rough, rough five months, six months before uh, AEW. I was, I was struggling pretty hard at the beginning of it. I kind of fell off with working out, fell off with like motivation and eating healthy. But luckily, uh, I don't know. I, I assume you would have seen him, Megabyte Ronnie. Uh, is a really good friend of mine, uh, lives about 15 minutes away from me. Uh, around like beginning of June, we, we contacted each other. We're like, man, this is killing me. I think it's safe for just us to work out. I, I hit him up and I was like, Hey man, I see you working out. You've got, excuse me, some gym equipment. Is there any way I can get in on that? I think it's safe. And he's like, I think it's safe too. Uh, and then we just started grinding, you know? Me and Ronnie, we, we, we just started hanging out, like, every day, working out, uh, just talking wrestling, because, like, we were isolated. We had, I'm so used to going to the wrestling gym and being around wrestlers if, and and going to shows and talking to wrestlers, and um, there, there was just no one to do that with, no one to talk wrestling with 
for so long. So me and Ronnie would just, we'd be about to work out, but um, we, we'd talk for like two hours. We'd, en- we'd end up like having to work out super late because we'd just be sit- standing there talking about wrestling because it had been so long since we'd been able to do that. No doubt. So, uh, yeah, um, that it, it was rough, but then I started getting back on track, and me and Ronnie just started grinding, started putting out some promos of us just goofing off, working out. Uh, and then AEW came along, and uh, that was just, it was just very cool. It was uh, – and, and the fact that Ron, Ronnie, who also trained in Buffalo, he got brought into AEW because – he did the Hot Ones challenge with Cody. Um, and then me, Blackwood, and Daniel Garcia, uh, uh, some other Buffalo brothers, um, we got brought in because our trainer is the Blade. And he got us in. But it just it just so happens that fate put all of our uh, trips, like aligned them together. So all cool, the dudes man. from Buffalo came together. And we were able to do it, like do it all together. I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else either. These are two, three of my best friends on the planet. So uh, it was really, really a, a great time. Yeah. What was that part like? Not just the fact that you got this opportunity, but you got this inter- this opportunity with people who you shared so much with in the past. Oh yeah. I mean, it just seems like we do everything together. And and I, I, honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like traveling up and down the roads, I I, I would never want to do any of that by myself. I. I always want to be with some friends and these three are the three that I most want to do it with, you know? So it was, it it meant like the world to be able to all do it together, uh, experience it together. And uh, in my opinion, I I thought we all pretty much killed it. I was very happy with what I did. They were happy with what they got to do. uh, And just get a little exposure show of some of the world, but all, all the talent that's coming through Buffalo, New York. So, okay, so you get that opportunity. What what, what now then, right? Like, it, I feel like it's got to be like a hurry up and wait type of feeling, right? Where you get this massive moment and and everything is falling in line and, and, and the world knows who you are. And then, like, what next? How do you follow up on that and capitalize on it? You know, I guess it is just a waiting game to see if uh, any of what I did made an impact enough that They'd like to bring me back. I've heard a couple things. I don't know if anything's for sure, but I guess it is just a waiting game. Um, pretty much. How is it, um, you know, in the time of COVID, when this is your profession and your dream and what you're trying to accomplish, that what you do is so physical and in the face of other people, do you feel it all tentative about continuing to do that, considering what's out there and the risks? And that you're not like a billionaire, you know. It's a little <laughs> bit different. Exactly. Like, I, I, there's a lot of indie shows popping up, and I was just talking to Ronnie this morning about how uh, I don't know if I want to risk it for. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to deal with anyone being like, "Oh, we can't. We can't uh, get your rate. We gotta give you a different price." Like, try, I'm, I'm not going to haggle with anyone over money. Like, it's not worth it if they don't want to give me exactly what I'm asking for. I'm not going to risk my life because no doubt COVID is out there. And right now, especially, I think it's got, it's getting worse. I've, I've seen, I, I feel like it's much more, there's much more people popping up who have it. Um, and it's dangerous and it's very scary. So 
I'm I'm trying to I, I th- I'm in the mindset more so like I, I almost barely want to do AEW. Wow. Like because people are people are popping up with the with, with positive tests and it, it can spread to your family. It can like I, I wouldn't be able to live my, with myself if I got it. It spread to my family and something happened. Like like uh, you have to weigh the weigh, weigh the good with the bad and like weigh is it is it worth it like. I don't know. It's it's just a scary, scary time. I get, but it's and it's what you do for a living, right? Like you have to weigh that against it, right? Yeah. Like if you're a chef, you gotta cook, you know. Like, 100%. It's your vocation. Like, Puff is with us here on jobbing out. So okay, you mentioned something earlier that um, is really interesting to me. You said you you weren't eating as healthy as normal and you weren't working out, and. Yeah. That's interesting because, we, like, we know you. We know what you look like. We know that's sort of part of who you are is that you're playing sort of like the sexy big man role. What, what's, what's the um, line What's the line for, like, an athlete of, of this is who you are, it's part of your identity versus, okay, but, like, you, you can't die. Like, you can't let yourself get it away. What's the line there? Uh... You know, a lot of people have asked me about that, like, oh, how can you can't lose weight, you gotta be the big puff. And I'm like, fuck fuck the big puff, okay? I have zero interest in being the big guy. Like, I know that's what I am now, but my ultimate goal is to look absolutely nothing like myself. Wow. Like Yeah, um uh it's I'm at I'm at an unhealthy weight and I try to be as active as possible, obviously, in the ring and such, but um, it's, it's not what I'm going for. I'm going for losing 200 pounds, 300 pounds. If I, Holy shit. Uh, yeah. Like if, if, um, if I lose that weight and I lose my appeal in pro wrestling, so be it. Like wrestling is expendable compared to my health, you know, 100%. Dude, I respect that, man. It's just, I, I imagine it's got to be difficult when, like, people, they, 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 they know you as something, right? And, like, they, they think of you that, and that's your character, and that's who you are. Like, I, I imagine it's got to be a difficult thing where, you're, where you, what you're dealing with is real, where you're like, man, it, is it possible that if I lose that, I lose some appeal and don't have the same opportunities? Yeah, but, you, you know, I, I have a lot of confidence in my abilities where uh, if I... I don't think losing weight would, would ever um, uh, impact me negatively. If anything, I'll just start being I'll, like, I'll be able to move faster. I'll be able to do more flashy moves. I might bust out a swanton bomb. I might bust out a moonsault. I might start hitting Canadian destroyers. You, know? <laughs> like, you mean you can't yeah. do, I don't understand. You can't do all those things right now. I mean, <laughs> I've seen you move. I've, I've never attempted them, but hey, I might bust out a swanton bomb regardless. Who cares? <laughs> Plus, puffs don't have to be big, right? There, there are mini puffs. There's cream puffs. You can get those sizes. <laughs> there are definitely some cream puffs out there. <laughs> no doubt, dude. So I, I, I want to change the tone a little bit. I know uh, last year you were you were involved in that car accident with the Buffalo Boys, right? And and especially as you get these opportunities, you get bigger. Do you ever think back to that and think, you know, wow, you know, it was 18 months ago when you know, this terrible thing happened and now, now look at where you guys are now. Uh, I think about that every time I get into a car. Uh, I think it's something that's going to stick with me forever, for sure. I think like, I, I mean, I, I, it was, we were taking a day, a day at a time back then. And now like, I, I think I still look at it that way. Just like the fact that we've go- gone from uh, real low lows to real high highs, which is just 
crazy to think about. Like, and, and every opportunity I get in wrestling is just uh, surreal to me because I never planned on being a wrestler. So being able to do these things is just honestly uh, a, a real blessing. So, so what did you plan uh, on doing? I actually want to know that now. What did you, if you like? You looked to me like someone who should be a wrestler for your entire life. Um, you know, I my whole life, like even as a child and growing up through middle school and high school, I planned on being a stand-up comedian. I wanted to do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, then I went to college for writing, and the only co- the only writing classes they put me in were like British literature. And the professor was a dick and he <laughs> it was just really not motivating. And like, I, I, I don't know if I was just not motivated to write because uh, I went back and forth with paths like throughout high school of what I wanted to do. And then I got really into creative writing and then sort of just fell off when college started. And then I just started working like dead end jobs Um uh, and then all of a sudden wrestling just kind of fell in my lap. I had two buddies who were training to be wrestlers and I started coming around with them and that really just got the ball rolling. And I ended up going, ended up, uh, at grapplers anonymous here in Buffalo training. And then <clears throat> here I am. So every opportunity to me is just, um, uh, very surprising. And it's just, uh, <clears throat> something I didn't expect to ever be doing, so is I'm having a great time doing it. This is this is an important question. You're a professional wrestler, and you're from Buffalo. To the nearest, let's say, million, how many tables have you been through in your life? <laughs> oh, you know what? I've been through... Honestly, I haven't been through many. Really? That's an upset. Uh, not a tailgates? Not right. at anything? <laughs> Not at any tailgates or anything like that. I've been through one table that I can think of. Wow. Wow. I've been through, I've been through uh, a couple doors. <laughs> okay. I, went through, I, I think I've gone through one door. Was and the, I've gone through one table. What was the idea from going through a door? I have to know this story. Oh, just that uh, in wrestling, doors are cheaper than tables, so promoters <laughs> use doors much more than they use tables. I never knew that. I legitimately <laughs> never knew that. That's tremendous. Um, I thought it was like a rule in Buffalo yeah. that by the time you were eight, you had to have gone through your first table. Like, I thought that was a law in Western yeah. New York that it worked that way. Um, I'm a little, I am, I'm a little caught no. off guard. I'm not really the biggest football fan, so I never really went to any of those wild tailgate uh, parties. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. That makes more well, sense. So I want to go back to you getting into wrestling. You had these buddies who were training. Were you at all into wrestling before then? Have, have, were, did you grow up watching it? Or is this just something that you kind of fell into? You know, it's more so something I fell into because, like, those two buddies are the ones who first introduced me to wrestling, and they introduced me around John Cena, and I was into it. Then I fell out of it, and I'd try and keep up with it every now and then. But for the most part, I wasn't really watching wrestling full time. Uh, and then a- after high school, uh, and after the little bit of college I did, I just went along with my buddies and found wrestling to be something I really enjoyed doing, and I was somewhat decent at. And that's basically how I became a wrestler. 
You know, you um, you are not uh, you're not afraid to say what's on your mind. Um, we follow you on social media, and and you speak out, and you speak out particularly at the moment about uh, politics and and the president of the United States. Uh, this is a business, yes. professional wrestling. Strong- yeah, yeah. Okay. I have strong beliefs about uh, good and evil, and uh, using my platform. Uh, to share an opinion that I believe in, that I stand by, you know, and I think everyone should do so. I, and I respect, uh, and I, respect I am well aware that the, the powers that be in, in wrestling all seem to support uh, financially the, the dictator in charge of this uh, country. Uh, the white supremacist in the Oval Office. Tell us how you really feel, Puff. Would you please stop holding back a little <laughs> bit? Go, 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 go to his merch. Go to his merch store. Yeah. You'll find out. <laughs> but but do you ever worry about that? Like I don't know if that's something the guys talk about in the business. Like do you guys no. ever worry about that, or even like the reaction? Like there are there are plenty of um in plenty of parts of the country. There's a lot of people that disagree, right? Like that are professional wrestling fans. Do you guys ever worry about that type of stuff? I, you know, I worry about it all the time because I got a bunch of Nazis in my uh, that, you know, they were fans of mine until I put that out there. Just uh, I got there's, I mean, there's not a lot really. They're, they're, if they are, they're pretty much losers. You know, I think I have no problem saying anyone who supports Donald Trump is a loser. I stand by that wholeheartedly because it's true, in my in my opinion and. I think in a decent person's opinion. I'm sorry if any of you support him. You're not at all. Yeah, you're not. It's not. It's not us. I assure you, you're not talking to three of us. I don't know who's yeah. in our audience that does, but it ain't the uh, three of us. Uh, hey, if you're listening to this and you support Donald Trump, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and but, stop yeah, listening no, to us. I, I, it's it's very easy to denounce. I'll just. I mean, it's the most recent thing. There's been so many things that have come up to uh, trying to what's a good word to back up the fact that the person in the white uh, the White House is unfit to run a country or honestly run a business. Uh, I I I've been I've been uh, noted to say that he couldn't run a McDonald's. <laughs> you would get fired from being the manager of McDonald's for saying or doing some of the things. Doing some of the things, or the just mismanagement of money. You know, it's it's as simple as that. But just clear as day, if someone were to ask you to denounce white supremacy, <laughs> you could simply just say, "Of course." Right. It shouldn't. You shouldn't have <laughs> but, to hedge on that. Correct. And and I think the only reason that someone wouldn't say, "Of course." is if they were, in fact, a white supremacist. <laughs> Therefore, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, if you're listening, or any of the supporters... And most likely. Wholeheartedly, from me, Puff the Wrestler, go fuck yourself. Like, I love it, man. Uh, I'm sorry to be holding back a little. I know, right? Seriously. <laughs> I wish you would stop hedging, man. I really hate it when guys just like walk the middle and are afraid to actually take a stand sometimes. Yeah, quit dancing dra- around right, it. That drives me nuts. Saying this, if, if, if it got heard from someone in power, they might not like it. I understand because everyone's entitled to their opinions, but like, man, I, just, I just can never back that, and I can never be silent about it. I appreciate it, man. Uh, I, we ain't, we ain't arguing with you. I assure you of that. We ain't arguing. Um, yeah, 
you know what? You know, sometimes I'm a little worried about it, but especially now it's become more obvious how much of a fucking fool Trump is. Like, during the debate, I tweeted out a picture of me wearing my fuck Donald Trump shirt telling people how, uh, how they're still available. I have them for sale. And, you know, it got like 1,200 likes. And it's cra- those are crazy numbers on my social media. So that really uh, makes me feel good that I got people behind me that are, are uh, against this awful man and not the other way around. Respect I that. Had like, I had like, you know, speaking of like being af- like afraid of like the powers that be in wrestling, seeing that, uh, I had these two dudes, total Nazis, on my Facebook page. Shout out to these dudes because they're straight up Nazis. Um, they, uh, when I originally posted the the shirt I had that says that, they were like, way to lose half your fan base, blah, blah, blah. We're going to contact every promoter you work for and get you blackballed from this business. And they said all these things. Uh, to which the their response, to their, they were, res- fuck, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the only responses they got were from promoters who have uh, hired me and said, yeah, no. <laughs> he's welcome back anytime right yeah. no and, and yo when i came out on dynamite so this is going to be a little bit of a long story but i'm going to try and keep it short all right go um, as long as you want so blackwood kevin blackwood uh a couple weeks after we did or no when was it it was the the day after my dark match came out so it was last week uh some Blackwood's really into like hardcore and punk or metal music and some band gave Blackwood a shirt and the shirt was for the band, but it said survive if I let you. It was like, it was kind of a rip on a Taz design and Blackwood posted the shirt, posted a picture of him wearing the band's shirt and said, you know, I love to express myself, express my music interests through merch and gear. Uh, as an ode to the things that I like and my hobbies and interests, uh, and I and I love that bands do the same with or with wrestling. Like he was talking about expressing your musical interest in wrestling, and then comparing it to how the band expressed their wrestling interest through their logos for their band, you know, for, through yeah. their music. And he tagged Taz in the tweet, and Taz did not like it. Taz was Taz retweet quote tweeted Blackwood. Black Blackwood didn't expect Taz to. Do anything uh, with it, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's not like we're on Taz's radar, really. But Taz quoted the tweet and was like, "Hey, man, tell those dudes thanks for completely ripping off my underground design." Uh, like he hated it, and so Blackwood, not wanting to have any problems with Taz, uh, deleted the tweet. And this dude like screenshotted Blackwood's tweet and replied to Taz and was like. Oh, he's a. He, I might have called him a name, and said, "Oh, he deleted the picture, but I screenshotted it. Here it is: the ripoff artist Kevin Blackwood." And uh, I looked at the dude's profile, and I scrolled through some of his pictures, and he he uh, failed to tag me in a post about me, where he screenshotted my Facebook page uh, of when I of my fuck Donald Trump shirt. Uh, tweeted it and tagged Tony Khan. Oh, Cobra. trying to get, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
AEW and said, stop using this puff guy. He's a disgrace to America. And he's, and he think, I think he used the word incendiary uh, uh, <laughs> to America. It's something crazy like that. And I was like, oh, oh, this guy. And, I, and it was the same dude who was on my Facebook page. And the tweet had one like, and it was the other dude who's friends of with him. Of course, right, right, right. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I was just like, come on. And he also said that he screenshotted another thing and said, this is the back of the shirt. And it was, uh, it, it's not the back of the shirt. It's just a post that I shared um, along with the shirt that said, if you support Donald Trump, you support misogyny, xenophobia, racism, sexism, all the terrible pillars of his platform. But I, I wanted to just reply and be like, hey, man, can you not spread false narrative? That's not the back of the shirt. And also, they are $20 and still available. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, perfect. <laughs> but I ignored it because fucking I'm not going to deal. I don't have time to deal with Nazis, now, especially now. Like, come on. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. Not not you, Puff. But fuck you, Nazis. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, you know, some people would get offended by you saying fuck you Nazis, which is crazy and <laughs> only goes to prove the fact that they're probably a Nazi. Yeah, I have so, a, I have you, a five-year-old and a three-year-old son, and I want that to be the first thing that I teach them. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what's interesting about that is, it, it, not to get too far into the political stuff, but it, it's, uh, it's blown my mind that people get more offended by the word fuck than what a Nazi represents or what they're saying. Yeah! Because that's where, it, that's that's how it's spun. It's like, you're saying this profane thing, but it's like, no, yeah, they no. are profane. Correct. It, inherently in their existence are some of the worst people to ever exist in yeah. history. No doubt. No doubt, bro. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry for going on and on about uh, politics and shit and talking shit about that. No, I think it's fascinating, man. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's a fascinating look at like where somebody in your career where, like that doesn't have. It's one thing for Dwayne Johnson to say something political, right? Like that guy's going to be okay no matter what. Uh, like he's doing all right. But it's fascinating sure. that, that someone like you who's who's not – doesn't have quite a similar bankroll but not quite the same bankroll as Dwayne yeah. Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> it's fascinating, I'm, dude. I'm, I'm not yet the most, the highest grossing actor of all time. Correct. Well, I'll, 2021 I'll, though. <laughs> hey, um, I think that this is a good place to let you uh, get your plugs in. Where can people go? If oh, they're, for example, if they're looking for that exact shirt, where they, oh, might they go to get it? You know, unless you wear a size large, uh, shoot me a message because I ordered a big bulk order of them, but then only was able to go to one show to sell them. Uh, I did sell out of larges, but I still have a few left in every size from small to medium. The shirt says, fuck Donald Trump. The U is my face with a big smile. Um, the, the U in the F word. Uh, so shoot me a message and I can ship one out to you because they come with free stickers. And uh, I have a nice donut packaging that I send stuff in. And I'd like to use those, those donut packages uh, just because I think they're fun. Um, <laughs> but, but you wear a large and you want any other... I have a few other shirts on a website called puffisgod.com. You can find, uh, I have a, I have a hoodie up on there. It's relatively new. So hopefully I'm going to be putting some new stuff on there. Uh, for all my big brothers out there, I don't charge a penny extra for a larger size. I know a lot of people do, but, uh, uh, I've shared your plight of being a large man <laughs> trying to find a cool shirt. Uh, the site has up to 5XL. Uh, I want to go bigger, 
but I actually, someone asked me about a 6XL, and I asked my t-shirt dudes, the dudes who uh, run the site, they say that anything from even 3XL is worth its weight in gold because of something in the pandemic, like, big shirts are hard to come by. And I know I'm going off a lot about this. That's interesting. Uh, why did we stop making? I would think that people might have been sitting at home and like eating a little bit more, and maybe need right. some bigger. Yeah, shirts. maybe that's why they're worth so much. Everyone yeah, right. needs them. Um, but uh, I'm looking in bigger sizes. Shout out to the one dude who asked for uh, a six X. I'm trying, brother. But I just uh, want to make sure I. I want to make sure I say this while we still have you, man. Your merch, by the way, you're crushing it because my biggest criticism always of band merch of wrestler merch has been that. Uh, they don't focus on what people want to wear first and then yeah. and then merchandising that around you second. And you mm-hmm. do an amazing job of that. All of your merch looks super relevant and like something someone would wear like that you would buy at the store. And I, I, I commend you for that. Thank you. You know, I appreciate that. And I try to get stuff that I, like, I myself would wear. Um, I know I got some goofy logos and I try and I know a lot of people don't like to wear like plain or shirts with that are like black shirts they don't like black shirts uh which i get yeah i've tried to come out with a a lot of different color shirts like currently on the website i have a halloween special it's very cool yeah uh, with my face as a jack-o-lantern it says puff in candy corn yeah that's that's an orange tie-dye i've released pink shirts light blue shirts i'm looking to get a a, uh a logo for a, a a mint green colored shirt just because i think that'd be cool i got something in the works but yeah i like to try and make my merch kind of pop i try uh i work heavily i want to shout out to the lvac lehigh valley apparel creations they make all my merch and they just absolutely kill it uh well one of my favorite people on the planet is chris who who owns the company so shout out to chris follow him if you don't the lvac on like twitter and instagram whatever that that's who i'll plug uh, and then just to plug me, I'm Puff is God with one F and Puff. That's all you need to know. I'm a goofball. You, if, if you, if you want to send me hate mail, my email is puffisgod at gmail.com. All, all my DMs are open on every website. So if you want to talk shit or if you want to just chit chat, feel free. Um, and if you want to buy my merch, puffisgod.com or shoot me a, shoot me a DM. Uh, I have a bunch of other merch that isn't on the site available like i got magnets and coasters and koozies and stickers and all sorts of fun stuff that i want to uh share to the people so the donut buttons are amazing i might have to get five of those by the way that might be the play for me (laughs) uh and and check out the the buttons the buttons with puff and donuts that's a that's a 10 thank you and uh well let's plug the the puffcast 2 is available as well and you can check that out I do a podcast every once in once every two months. Uh, it's just me talking to my friends randomly. Uh, it's on it's on all the podcast things. It's the Puffcast. Awesome. It sucks, but it's fun. That's such a great tagline. Oh my god, that's a brilliant tagline. Puff, uh, dude, we're thrilled for you, man. Um, you're awesome. Can't wait to see what's next, brother. Thank you for taking the time for us this week, man. Oh, of course. Uh, very cool. Um, I thought that was really fascinating. Like, look, I, you know, we don't, we really try not to make this about politics and whatever you do. That's that's your piece. I don't care. I don't care, right? I just personally, I don't. But 
I think it's fascinating. Um, there was a lot of talk like all over the world last week about The Rock making a video showing support for Joe Biden because he's never been political, right? Like he's never done that. Right. But dude, that's that's The Rock. <laughs> he's got nothing to lose. As, right. as we talked about last week, people will move out of the way for him, not the other exactly way around. Exactly right. Like The Rock can do whatever he wants and he's going to be fine. I think it is interesting that a dude like Puff, right, who's trying to break in like, and I say break in, I mean, like, to the biggest stage of professional right. wrestling. Like, he's obviously been doing this for some time, and he's had success on smaller stages. But for a dude like that to be as loud and as bold and to say, I don't I don't give a shit, right? Like, if that means you're not going to hire me, then I guess I don't want to work for you. Um, I think it's fascinating. I really do. I think it's a fascinating conversation, and I appreciate him talking about it. Plus, he's just fucking awesome, man. Like, he's yeah. just really great. Yeah. What what he was saying about like not really being a wrestling fan, but just kind of falling into it, it makes so much sense because he really is more of just a straight entertainer that seems to be a wrestler than a guy who you know was in it for the business. Uh, I I also think it was it was fascinating, interesting, whatever you want to call it, to hear someone talk honestly about how they feel about COVID nineteen in professional wrestling because I don't think you're going to get that opinion from whether they believe it or not uh, of the fear from. From yeah, someone in AEW or WWE. Right, the fact that he said, look, I, you know, I have this offer from AEW, and, like, even that made me nervous. You know what I mean? Like, and this is this is a huge, this is a life-changing opportunity, and, like, even that made him nervous. It's fascinating. Yeah, and, and, I mean, and this is a guy who, you know, he, he wrestled a lot in Beyond and a lot around New York and the rest of the Northeast. Those are all, you know, small clubs. These aren't, you know, bigger venues. These aren't anything. So if he's making that choice, it's affecting him directly because those companies, even as they start to open, up are going to be opening up in, in those sorts of environments. Right. And what he said is like, you know, and this is not surprising. Nobody's making as much money right now. So undoubtedly, there are going to be promoters who said, hey, we want you to work again, but, you know, we can't pay you what you we paid you in the past. It's just not where we are. We can't have as many people in the building, the whole deal. And like, he's just saying, not, not worth it. Just, yep. just not worth yeah. it. Like, I and can't. And plus, he's going to have to be extra careful in that world of them just using that as an, as an excuse. Oh, no, no. But that's, you know, that's as coming. Well, well you know, yeah, that, you that's know, just living that's, the life of a wrestler. Yeah. That's, well, right. I'm just saying it's even worse, you know, yep. even, even more careful. Uh, all right. Anybody, uh, anybody have something they want to plug? As always, listen to uh, VSIN, Sirius XM 204. If you have Xfinity, it can be on your app. If we're on MSG Plus, and we're on Nesson Plus, if you're listening in the New York or New England areas, uh, we continue to expand. So obviously, uh, watch and listen to all the shows on VSIN. You can find me on Twitter at the Aoster. Uh, Brandon, do you have any uh, uh, fast food items that you want to plug this week? Well, you know, <laughs> Blow my bit, you <laughs> asshole! <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, it's been a long time, and I've been waiting to be able to tell everybody how good the pumpkin spice latte is at Starbucks. It is back. Everybody knows how great it is, but now we can enjoy it again because there are things that we have missed for a very long time that we would really like to enjoy right now, yeah, but we can't enjoy them. That's 100% true. But at least we can get a pumpkin spice latte. 100% Speaking of pumpkin, true. this might be up your alley, Glenn. Have you tried the pumpkin pie Kit Kats? Ooh. No. They are I did quite delicious. I, I, need, I need to try that, and I did sign up for the Kit Kat taster program or whatever. I guess there's like... They pick a hundred people. What? What? What is this? What, what is this? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You got to Google it. You can sign up, and at a certain point, they pick like a hundred and fifty people, and they send you the new flavors before everybody else, and you get to test them and 
give them your opinion and whatnot. You mean to fucking tell me that there is a KitKat Taser program my guidance counselor didn't tell me about it when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life? That's yeah, son of a bitch. Like, uh, Mr. McDonald, I hate you. It's called the KitKat Flavor Club. Well, I think it's. I think registration's still open. You should sign well, up. Going to go ahead and do that, right? Oh, now. it's closed. Oh, son of a bitch! Oh, you got our hopes up for nothing, Brandon. God, what they a pick- dick tease you are! I'll let you know if I get in. They pick two hundred people. Brandon's like, I'm. Co- uh, my parents are at home. You can come over. And then I get there, and he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I got to go to bed. My parents came home. Early. <laughs> son of a bitch. That has happened to me a few times, by the way. Well, Jack. of course, it's happened to all of us. Not, <laughs> hopefully, not any time recently. Uh, <laughs> At uh, Brandon Linton is how you follow him on Twitter. At Glenn Clark Radio for me. At AJ Francis 410 for our boy AJ. Of course, glennclarkradio.com is my website. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk about AJ's project here. Oh, I'd like to hope that's coming soon. All right. Thanks again to Puff. Uh, He's awesome. For Aaron, for Brandon, and for the main event. Vent. 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 Uh, AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Okay, fine, I'll do it.